Welcome to the Collaborative uh, Challenge podcast. I'm Abigail Jones, a lecturer on the Collaborative Challenge. And today we have Lonehood, which is a team that worked predominantly with the Digital Learning Lab. Welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. I'd just also quickly like to say congratulations on such an incredible project. And if one of you would like to talk about that, that would be great. Thank you. So I'm Jess, I study MA Fashion Media Production. Um, Josh, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm Joshua. I'm studying MA Fashion Futures. And there was only the two of us on our project, which we kind of liked because some groups had like loads of people, but we found it easier to work remotely, it just being the two of us. Um, we both chose Lonehood because we were both interested in sustainable fashion and fashion rental kind of or business which is like getting really busy now that um we're in a pandemic and, and people care more about sustainability fast fashion slow fashion movements um Lonehood were really open with us they didn't really give us a set like project brief jade from Lonehood said to us in the first meeting just kind of what do you picture the future of Lonehood to be what do you want to get out of the project? What do you both do? Um, I didn't really understand what Josh did because I didn't know what Fashion Futures was really. So we just spoke to each other about like where we've both done in the past. Um, I come from like a film production background and an editing background um, to kind of decide what outcomes we would like to make. We had like mood boards of aesthetics but we didn't really have like a set outcome and Lonehood were fine with it they would like put no pressure on us they were happy if we just did what we wanted um they gave us complete freedom really which was great and in that oh yeah sorry I was just going to say in that sort of the beginning of you obviously getting to know each other and trust each other and you both said that you came from different backgrounds um how what would what methods did you use to sort of get to know each other and trust each other like what were you were you um yeah how did you do that well I think at the start we um we just we just tried to meet up as as much as possible um we were playing around with like different technologies um and things I remember like one of our first meetings uh, we went with Lonehood just to like a cafe and we sort of sat down and we we spoke so I think it was a bit more just um, just getting to know each other really um, and then we we started going into the university and playing around with like photo uh, photogrammetry and like s- scanning objects just to kind of have a play around and understand what we could use and I think during that time we just sort of started to understand where we both wanted to take it and understand what we were both good at yeah it was really casual it, we weren't both of us didn't really know what we wanted to do but we kind of were both interested in similar things such as fashion and technology um, and sustainability so obviously that's why we both ended up on the same project but um, Josh explained to me what he did on his course and then 
I can see Josh comes from more of like a theoretical ideas kind of background, whereas I came from a more of a production um, background. So we made a good team, really. Yeah. And, and did you ever like run aground? Like, did you ever run into an obstacle that both made you think, oh, my God, how are we going to like, did that happen? Did you manage to? Um... Since we started the project before lockdown, we we knew we wanted to make a virtual film anyway. Um, but obviously we we weren't able to plan that for, throughout most of the making of this project that we wouldn't be able to see each other and that it would all have to be done virtually. So we actually had managed to get into the photogrammetry rig in Lime Grove and got actually a really good test scan because we wanted to work out how to use the equipment. And I just got my friend in and we scanned him. Um, and it ended up being the final test, being the final outcome, even though it was only supposed to be a test because we obviously couldn't get back into the into uni, everything was closed because we were actually planning on re replicating that with a model. But we kind of problem solved, we spoke to Lonehood and we said, what we can do is we can either use the test scan, which actually was a really great scan in the final film, or we can try and download some kind of pre-made avatars from the internet. And we all decided to use the test scan in the end. Yeah, I, d I think we um, we did come across certain points where we were like, have we taken on too much? Um, is this like uh, a technology that we can handle? Because it was a lot to, to learn in such a short space of time. Um, but I think we, we did pull it off and I think we're really proud of ourselves for what we've managed to do um but yeah uh i think that was like one of the biggest like hurdles at some points it's just sort of mm -hmm. grasping how much we were were handling ourselves and especially as we as you said we've gone into lockdown we did think we were going to have a lot more time in the studios and have a lot more help from say like mahanid or the digital learning lab um so yeah, a lot of it sort of fell on us just to figure out ourselves, which was quite daunting at first. And in that daunting bit, did you, when looking back on it now, do you think you became more creative or more strategic? Um, I think I think it it became very much of like we just need to get this done. Yeah. Like we we need to make sure that this is this is working and and get to a point where we know it's going to be finishable. Um, yeah, uh, we got like really creative. I think we got less creative, but it actually worked out quite well because I don't think we would have how I was imagining it at the start. We were going to do a lot more. We were going to have an event. We were going to do like a VR. AR experience and we just would I don't think we would have been able to do it I think being put into lockdown we had all the time to learn the technologies and like neither of us have ever done this before I think what we came out with was actually a very um polished outcome for us considering that we'd never been we'd, like everything that we did was self-taught in lockdown um I think if we tried to have been more creative and the more ambitious ideas that we had at the start it just wouldn't have been feasible so 
being in lockdown kind of helped us strategize and decide okay what can we do like what can we pull off and then let's just get it done yeah definitely I think we were really um naive at the start um because that it's a it's a big workflow um with everything that we were trying to do um so yeah I think I completely agree it sort of it helps us kind of like rain back a little bit and but I think it would be really interesting to take that forward I, I think I would have really liked to see it turn into an event um but uh, yeah I don't think it would have been feasible in the actual time that we that we had mm-hmm. and um in regards to your skill sets do you think can you look back and sort of identify all the skills you learnt or is there one particular skill that you just feel like gosh we really know that now both of us like did you take on different skill sets or did you both learn the same and build on that learning together I'm just wondering what was what was that like we sort of um we sort of split off into our different areas so it just sort of took more of a like creative role um and was learning uh completely different softwares to to me um she was doing more of the background and uh was it i believe it was cinema 4d you were learning just yeah so i'd never used cinema 4d before i'd only ever made films in a traditional sense as in set building and locations so creating things virtually for me is completely new and I really like it and it's completely learned on this project I'd never done it ever before so um, especially has been enjoying because now I'm doing the same I'm taking the same skills into my final master's project and working with Josh again on that. Mm-hmm. Which should be very fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which was um, which was my question. My next question was: Are you st- are you still working together? And in the future, do you still see yourselves as working together? I wonder if that's something that you can sort of envisage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I feel I, like it's an end. Yeah, I can I can see it because I think we've developed such a like a, a good workflow together. Um, yeah. I think it just works really well. Um, I think I, I I sort of come from um, like a business slash design background, um, so my my stuff has been I've been playing around with the kind of the clothes 3D like the um, 3D garments a little bit, um, so that's why I then took took on a um, the the role of sort of learning how to make um the the avatar the 3d scan that we that created and how i could make that uh, movable and uh, usable within the video um so yeah i think just the skill because we we had to learn different skills as as i said before there was so much to to go on i think it, it would just make sense for us to work together in the future and as as we said we're going to go on for the masters um just as masters project to work yeah like there's such different different um technologies and different software platforms like there's so many 3d software platforms yeah. so considering my background now in cinema 4d there's no point well there would i could 
decide if I really wanted to learn Clove 3D but then I already obviously work closely and work well with Josh who spent the same time learning how to use that software so we can work together now with our different specialisms and save time and realistically if we were working in, in the industry making these kinds of projects we wouldn't be working completely on our own we would each have a different specialist and um, software platform or whatever so it makes sense for us to um, not only like be learning the software platform and the technologies just be able to learn how to work with someone and like know that you like vibe with someone on like a work working basis no definitely it sounds yeah it, I think that's lovely to know that it's got longevity that you know sometimes in the industry they say things like and that's a really annoying expression, but they say things like it's got legs, which means it's mm -hmm. going to it's going to keep moving. <laughs> You're going to keep moving. And yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's just really wonderful to know. And I, I have spoken to the supervisor um, who supported you. I've forgotten her name right now, but she was so impressed and incredibly. Um, I don't know. She felt that your dedication to the to Lonehood and the work that you produced was just exemplary. So I do pass on her compliments to you both. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. No, they were very, you know, she was she was really incredibly proud of the work that was produced. It's good to um, hear. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to ask you is if uh, you had some students that were about to embark on the collaborative challenge that it is now, um, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, well, I personally always hated group work throughout my BA and like it was just the worst thing you knew you had a group project coming up and you think oh I'm just gonna end up doing all the work but you kind of when you get onto an MA you you're all there because you really want to do it it's less like that on an MA course like there's people even on BA courses that like by the time you've got to like second or third year don't want to be there and are not going to put the effort in and you end up doing it so I kind of came into it with a bit of a negative um, experience of working in groups before so I was glad that it was only going to be me and Josh because I think we managed to split it so evenly and um, the workload and just be really open-minded like after I'd met Josh and I'd met with Lonehood with Lonehood and we've been um, just getting along like it was just really laid back and nice like it didn't feel like there was too much pressure on one person compared to the other like just be open-minded and be honest with each other about what you want to get out of it like it's good for you to have some kind of point of view as what you want to get out of your masters in general and what you can do in this specific specific project to be able to learn skills and meet people that you may possibly want to work with again on your final master's project because I had no idea what I wanted to do really on my final master's but I knew I, it, I wanted it to go down these lines so me and Josh have used this project to our benefit to um, improve relationships with the digital learning lab I didn't know anyone there before I have relationships with the brand now um, we've met other people like that have been put in contact with through the digital learning lab like the fashion innovation agency who have seen our work and have been impressed with it so just if you know what you want to do, then you can make it happen, but just be open-minded about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think something I would, I would say would be um, 
the the share point that we were given it's it's um a bit tricky to get your head around but i think it was really important that we were using it uh constantly and constantly updating it because when when it started to get towards the end and the pressure was really piling on we'd already got that documentation there um, and it, I, I personally found that so useful um, for writing like the reflective statement and things like that um, so I think that's something that I would pass on is just try and use that as much as you can um, if you've got a bigger team maybe it would be useful to dedicate someone to update that but I, I just think it was so crucial that we were actually on on that because um, I think it also helped us to understand what we were learning and what we were creating and seeing kind of progression um, as, as we were going along um, but then we uh, we also had a bit of a problem with it. I think it was something when we spoke before that we we wanted to make sure that people knew um, that uh, it came to a few days before our hand in and the SharePoint had just crashed. Everything that we'd put on there had disappeared. Um, but you can recover that. So I think that's really important that people know that that is possible and not yeah. to get scared if that happens. Just in case SharePoint is used um, next year in the same way we I logged in like at 11 on hand in day and hand in it was like at three and just all our work was gone and we just had a massive meltdown um, but yeah we managed to restore it you can just go back to a different saved version and restore it it turns out this happened to all, loads of different groups I think SharePoint possibly gets confused when there's loads of different people because it happened more often to the um, groups of like eight people in if there was so many people using the SharePoint then it just crash but um me and josh i think there's only two of us this hadn't happened to us until hand in day so when i put when i asked people in my course if it has it happened to you they're like oh yeah it happens all the time so like oh phew, it's okay um but yeah that was that was actually crazy yeah it was very scary mm-hmm. yeah you're not the only people <laughs> you're not the only students who who mentioned that and it was it has had to be taken into account because we we personally can't imagine what it must have been like, especially for you guys who had been in, who'd been locked down by COVID, and then to have something like that happen. We we are determined that it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think it I think you are probably right that it it kind of it fried with its with the the amount of usage possibly. I don't know if something can fry virtually, but um. Yeah, we are looking at at options, and yet we do think, and especially it was really good that you said that, Josh, because um, because we do realise that anyone can go in there and see what is being done. So it's a great porthole for groups mm-hmm. to be able to see. Okay, that's great, that's done, and I, it is a great exchange platform. We recognise that, um, but yeah, we we are thinking of options, and we most probably will use it again, but just try and make it less. I'm trying to make it more robust if possible. Um, but I do think um, I do think all the things that you said, especially about, you know, if it's a bigger group or if you're just working one to one, I from what I've heard, I also think what you did, what you both did quite early on was you got on board quite quickly 
And I think that's what I can picture is that actually you went, you went and found the departments and the people and you didn't wait and think you started looking yeah. at what was possible. And I think that that is really quite a testament to you guys is because by the time things did shift and everybody went into this kind of collaborative problem solving world, um, you had you had already captured quite a lot by the sounds of things. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, I, I think we were really lucky in the f fact that we had done that uh, initial um, photogrammetry scan. Um, but yeah, I, I think the reason we we'd done those was because we we were tackling something we we had no idea about really. So we were just trying to you know get a get a better understanding. We didn't want to go into it um, sort of not really knowing and sort of creating something that was a bit more rough. I think we felt that if we could have a play around with it prior, then we would have a better understanding and the second time we did it would be better. I mean, it ended up being the first time we did it um, and we were just lucky that it it turned out so well. But uh, yeah, I think that was our mindset. It was just to, just to get straight in there and just start playing around with stuff so we knew what we were using and the capability of it. Yeah, I think that was... It was also easier because there were only two of us for us to be mm. right at the start just be on the same page. It wasn't like we had to go through different ideas through different people and just like then all decide and like sleep on it or whatever. Like me and Josh, we kind of just were on the same page from day one, so it wasn't like we had to um, like compromise it on each different ideas and then settle on one. We just were on the same page all the time. It wasn't like wasn't difficult in that way to just get started because we didn't have to like we didn't have to take ages to decide on what we were going to do yeah I mean and it's funny because the last oh were you going to say something then Josh no oh um the last thing I was going to ask you is I mean and it's a really I think it's not a great question but it's a question nonetheless is that I think you've answered it is that personally and professionally what did you take away from the the experience? But you have seriously covered that whole entire mm -hmm. question because it just seems like you both instinctively have quite a similar working, and you talked a lot about the flow of how the both of you work, but I think you both, you don't want to waste time. You're both quite naturally strategic and you don't necessarily have to plan, but you like to know the limitations of what is possible. Is, do you think that's right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think me and Josh were just both really laid back. Yeah. Could just get on with each other easily. So I was never like anxious or worried. Like he find Josh really easy to talk to. So it was it was always just never really didn't. It was always just smooth the whole time. It didn't even when we were like oh shit we're in lockdown. Wasn't like <laughs> wasn't a big panic because we'd already got that test done and we had options. It was fine, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, this year, too, we're there's going to be a lot more um, collaborative projects that are internal. And I think yours is a great example of what's actually inside the building. And and it's a testimony to how you worked with other people and how they worked with you. And, yeah, I can't thank you enough for coming in and telling us all about Lonehood. And 
and I'm looking at all the images and all the work that you created while I was listening to you. So it was, yeah, it's really interesting to unpack how that all happened and the software that you use. I'm still, I'm none, I mean, I still have to kind of look and think what cinema 4D and photogrammetry is, but I think they're the, they're the two main um, tools that you use throughout the whole thing, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I can, I can sort of, break down it a little bit more if you'd if you'd like yeah no I'd, I'd be yeah i would like i'm i'm interested um so i i personally i use so many different software um on my end um i used clothe 3d um to create the the garments the 3d garments um blender which is a th free 3d software uh, i used that because it was free and i knew i could if I learn it now, I could carry on using it in the future. Uh, I use that to um, do the animation and the kind of rigging of the scan that we had captured. Um, we we used the photogrammetry, which is a um, it's something that any student in LCF should have access to. Um, it's a studio that they're building that is essentially 60 cameras in a in a circle um, and you press a button it takes the 60 photos at the exact same time i think they're adding to it so it might even be more cameras later on to get an even better scan but it takes those 60 photos and then it's put into a software and it takes all of the different angles and then creates this scan of uh, whatever you put in the center where ours happened to be a person um and you just get this really really good quality um scan but then you've you've got to change that scan um into something that would be usable for animation so that's where blender came in i had to change the, the the scan basically to make it less um uh such a big file like it was a lot of data within that scan so i had to like strip that down but make it still high quality you then have to put a um like a skeleton in it which allows it to be animated uh, then you have to take that animated uh, avatar that you've created put it into clothes 3D um, and put on your clothes that you've made. Um, so it's a very long winded process and there's a lot of little fiddly things that you would never uh, really know about until you start playing around with it. Um, so a lot of the, a lot of the time it was just reading blogs and YouTube uh, tutorials and just just trying to figure out little things that I you just don't know about within these softwares um so yeah it, it could get a little bit frustrating from time to time but uh, yeah we we got there <laughs> yeah thank well, you I used cinema 4d to make the room that um the mod that the model was like situated in and then me and Josh had quite a few issues as to how to get the room file which was which was a cinema 4d file into clove for him to put the um avatar in and then 
render small sections at different camera angles back to me to put in Premiere with the music, which was made by Josh's friend. Um, so there was lots of different, like, problem-solving issues towards the end, as in, like, what file type would it send and the textures and materials all show up properly? And I actually did four different scenes, and we only ended up using one of them because we just ran out of time problem-solving. We had issues with rendering because I only have access to my laptop from home. I haven't got a desktop computer, so I don't have processing power to render and then send to Josh. That would have been the ideal situation if I could just render everything. If Josh had sent everything to me and I had been able to render it, but that was um, unable to happen because I couldn't, it would have taken me years on a laptop to render it. So Josh had a desktop, so we had to get everything from me to him and then back to me. So if we'd have been able to sit in the same room and do that and been me export a file and we put it into Clo and it looked like shit. So then we'd be like, okay, no, different file, change that, da 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 da. And then, but we just couldn't. So there was a lot of time wasting involved with me sending the files to Josh, him downloading them, opening them, being like, nope. And then, okay, well, I'll try a different one. And then over and over again. So that was a bit of a, a bit of a panicky bit right at the end because we were running out of time then. It was coming to the end. It was that that was like finishing touches and it just took so much longer than we expected. But we got there in the end, so. Yeah. And it's, it's a shame that we couldn't really use your uh, other rooms because you, yeah, I mean, I think you put quite a bit of effort into them. Um, which, yeah. <laughs> and they were really nice. I think it's just a shame. But um, maybe you, use them of, for, you can use them for something else. I mean, you might yeah. be able to. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. They're, they're not lost. They're just being stored. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much again, and and thanks for explaining that software because I think it's really it's the future and it's important, and I'm all the wiser. Um, but yeah, thanks again for coming and talking to us about your project, and and again, I have to congratulate you because so many people have been talking about it and and what you achieved. So. Congratulations again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. From everyone. Yeah, honestly. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's very good to know. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.